You're listening to the Out of the Box podcast with Timmy, Halisa, and Sinashore. Hello, welcome back to Out of the Box. I'm Halimat. I have have um, Timmy and Sinashore here with me. Today we're here for another exciting episode and um, I think we'll be talking about something that everyone is interested in today. We'll be talking about tribalism actually, right? Um, how are you? And let's get into the conversation for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you doing, Halisa? I'm good. I'm okay. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. So this is this our topic today. Hmm. It's a very controversial one. Uh, Sino, I know you're ready to give us your your exciting and educative breakdowns. Um, but yeah, I think like over the last one year in Nigeria, um, we've really witnessed a whole lot of like, you know, a whole lot of <laughs> tribal, what's the popular word now? Tribal bigotry, you know, and, um, it, you know, basically arose as a result of the elections that came in and, you know, um, it was definitely a little bit excessive, right? So I, I think that, uh, Basically, we just get into it and discuss, you know, the root causes and how we are going to deal or how we're going to move on, you know, uh, from this very dangerous place that we are right now. Sinus, are you there? Well, I did there. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on the call again today, you know. Okay. Today, we're going to be talking about tribalism, right? And... Um Yes. So let's just give our, should I say, intro doctorate thoughts to the to the whole thing. We've had a few conversations around it before, but let's let's like um let's talk a bit more extensively about it too. Tribalism. Tribalism is 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 the is, is what we have to talk about today. It's a key word and it's a very important one at that. So what's your what's your thoughts? What's your initial thoughts or how would you like to approach this conversation? Thinking of it, really, um, I think, first off, we must establish that tribalism under any guise is not negative. Uh, because there's this negative connotation to it, especially within the Nigerian space, where you hear, when you hear tribalism. Tribalism is not what you think it is. Oftentimes, I personally, having observed people, what I see is people terming by Godfrey as tribalism. Tribalism is practically just more um, you having this consciousness, this um, sense of pride, this sense of, uh, when I say pride now, think of it um, in the context of a lion, right? A group of lions, yeah, you understand, in their pride. Um, this consciousness, this loyalty, this affinity towards your tribe. It is not necessarily bad, but I believe we will get there as we navigate the murky waters of particularly the concept tribalism in this case. I, I bet you yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we yes, like you've already you you kind of like try to set the tone already. That's a bit that's sneaky. <laughs> You're trying to set the tone that okay, tribalism is not negative, but it could be a thing of us establishing what that word is in itself before we even try to establish a should I say negative route or a positive route to the approach of the the term tribalism right because tribe in itself tribe 
you know, I don't, I don't hear a lot of people say tribe outside of the African context. And I was reading something that says when you're referring to people of other countries, you call them uh, nationals of, of those places. But when you're referring to people from African countries, you say natives. And then when you're, when you're talking about um, maybe tribes or like a group of people that have organized themselves for some social, political or cultural gains, when it's outside of Africa, you might, you might call them just an ethnic group. But when it's Africa, it's tribe. So when you say tribe, Nate and tribe and native then there's something that just links to africa and then when it's like nationals or ethnic group or things like that then it kind of belongs to a different type of geographical location i haven't established my thoughts completely on that it's still a very long read i've not finished reading it but it seems as though when it comes to africa a lot of things seem to sound like it's um it's not, it's not the most, it's not, it's not the fanciest word. Let me just use that word if that, if that makes sense. So when it comes to tribe, because tribe exists everywhere. Tribe is not just, uh, maybe Igbo, Hausa, Yoruba. Tribe is just a group of people that align some, sometimes just politically. The left in, in it, in itself, maybe in the United States or the right. They even, they could give you a full debate about how tribalism work in that atmosphere. But for us, I think the conversation just gets a little bit, um, because we have all of this group and it's very extensive, right? It's very much in your face. So you could have conversations around tribes and Africa in that, in that way. Anyways, we'll get, we'll get more into that conversation. Please do it to me. Isn't tribe supposed to be, um, a social construct? You know, this question is something we've raised before, right? Tribe is a social construct. I agree. I do believe tribe is a social construct, but some people want to link it to genetics and DNA. What, what's your um, thought about yeah. that? Yeah, I actually believe the argument can be made in both um, ways. You know, uh, I am a person who actually believes in the fluidity, really, right, of thought. And then when you reason things properly, right, uh, one thing that will come out, right, is the fact that some things, right, can actually put them at the other end, just like they are at, on this end, as we speak. You know, we are saying, oh, it's a social construct, but somebody can come to you and think, oh, it's something that is tied more towards essentialism, but let's leave it as a social construct for the purpose of this conversation, and then it will refer now in this sense to a group of people, Right. Within a certain but it area. makes sense, it, like you like you said. Let's let's quickly say this because we're just talking terms now. Before we get into other other aspects of the conversation, it makes sense for it being essential, right? Because human beings are not designed to exist by themselves. People are not. You're not an island. You hear people throw that out there. You need people to survive. So you just end up forming a group of people that you would align with, maybe with similar interests, or then you share the same culture with time. You form your own traditions. Even a family unit, you kind of have this Christmas tradition, and you form your own little tribe because you're not even formed biologically to survive by yourself so yeah it's essential to belong to a tribe but then it's also there's a yeah 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 do it to me please give us your own yes. your own take yeah so it's, it's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know so it's it's pretty much um you know you guys have actually defined it but you're defining it like you know 
like uh, foreigners. Are these scientific? So, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, what are so you saying? Bring, <laughs> bringing it, you know, down to the Nigerian con. I would have loved to like read out the, like, um, the, um, the definition, you know, so, um, Wikipedia actually defines tribalism as the state of being organized by or advocating for tribes and or tribal lifestyles, which when you look at that context, which is what um, you guys have said before, is not really a bad thing. But in the in the, in the Nigerian um, context of the Nigerian context of tribalism is more of tribal supremacy than ad- actually advocating for a tribe. It is, oh, my tribe, it, this is my tribe. I'm better than yours. I'm more politically qualified than yours or politicians from my own tribe or people from my tribe behave better, you know, um, than people from the other tribe. And, you know, in a Nigerian context, it is a total disaster. And that's because we have too many tribes. I, you know, I've been trying to like, you know, make my research as to like how other countries across the world, like, you know, if there are other countries across the world that even have this amount of tribes, you know, together, living together as one country, uh, in one country rather, and how they've been able to survive, how they've been able to, you know, manage their differences. So in Nigeria, what we have, when we're talking about tribalism in Nigeria, we're basically talking, talking about tribal supremacy, right? This tribe saying, oh, my tribe is better than yours. We act better. We do better. We live better. And we are more qualified your people or are more educated than your people or we have a better religion or cultural practices than than your people so that's you know i'm just trying to bring it back home because you guys have taken it you know very far yeah so uh, that's basically you know the in, in an introductory to uh, tribalism you know in the nigerian context for me so um yeah yeah that's tribal what supremacy tribal supremacy ah yeah <laughs> ah Yes, yes, yes. I definitely think that some people think um, lesser of other tribes um, that to to their own tribes, and uh, we've seen did, a lot of that, that. Did you say so? Yo, are you because, trying to corner me? Because <laughs> like like a whole lot of people actually feel like their tribes are better than you know the other tribe in Nigeria. I'm te- like, you know, for my own leads, I can't, I don't have any data to back it up. But if you have conversations with Nigerians on a daily, you will surely see that, you know, people feel like, oh, my tribe is better. It's, it's just a normal. And that's where, that's the problem. That's the major problem. That's the major problem that we have. Yeah. So it's, qu- it's quite crazy. <laughs> Before I give my own opinion about this tribal supremacy and Sinosho, what's your own position or what what do you feel about it let's let's hear from you i particularly think um what um uh, timmy is saying is tending more towards the concept of bigotry as opposed to tribalism tribalism is not in itself a failure right or a bad thing from where i stand there looking at this thing objectively i think tribalism is the state that people exist in right naturally you want to promote your tribal um, heritage you want to promote your language you want to promote your culture you want to make it seem to the whole world you know there is this positive concept of delusion where you are trying to plant on your mind like for instance now everybody wants to grow the chinese way right if the Chinese now comes to you tomorrow and tell you, like, the way we have done our thing is completely different, assuming we are considering China as a tribe, right? 
then you will see the point of saying, okay, these people are promoting their culture everywhere. They are sponsoring a lot of projects. They are doing a lot of things. So they are practically telling you that their own approach to doing things, which we have not really seen in the past, is the best way to do things. So that's the same way it applies to tribe from my perspective yeah yeah and i think anything right that now goes beyond the concept of you trying to promote your tribe uh to this extent whereby you are not talking down on other people's tribal uh position or tribal status right you know it's more or less like if i say oh i have a very nice cloth yeah i have a very nice jacket yeah I have a very nice shoe. Yeah, it is completely different from a situation where I said, oh, Timmy, your dress is not authentic. Rather, you bought it, cheap one. This your um, backing bag is not real. This your backing stock is not real. Uh, you bought the fake one. It is different from me saying, oh, my backing stock is the best in the world. They will seem, it will seem like I am saying the same thing here. But it's completely different. I'm promoting my heritage. I'm promoting my uh, property. But when I now come for your home in the context of tribe, then it becomes tribe by Godfrey. Right? The fact that I am, to some extent, logically proving that something is right about my tribe does not mean I am being a bygot. But I think there are just two sides of the coin. But oftentimes, people just visit any side of the coin uh, and use things randomly whenever they want to use those times. So are you are you basically saying it's not a zero sum game? I guess like if you me saying this is not this is the best does not automatically automatically say that yours is the worst or is 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 worse than than something like that. It could be a matter. It could be a matter of information. Which kind of information do I have access to? Right, like there's a saying in Yoruba, for instance, they will tell you um, uh, somebody who has never visited another person's father's farm right has a very high tendency to say his father's farm is the biggest you understand so if i'm talking from that angle then it is a completely different thing and like i said there is this natural inclination in every woman that you find to want to pander towards their tribe to want to promote their tribal things custom language in any form, um, uh, product, you know, some tribes, there are some things that are peculiar to them. If you want um, some kind of dress, like Adirena, they will tell you to go to Abelkuta. That the Egba people makes Adirena. So the point is, you just need to weigh a proper balance between those, so much that when you are doing your tribal thing, when you are promoting your tribal heritage, when you are showing loyalty towards your tribe, you do not, in that sense, start manifesting by God's way. And it, there's a lot of uh, angles to the conversation really to be touched. Okay, let me let me bring it to a specific example. I've not seen this written anywhere, so maybe you don't want to quote me, but I think it's very, very apparent. I've heard it multiple times, right? So I've heard this, right, that people say that people from the north um, were told that they are born to rule. And for me, when I was younger, I just thought it was, um, should I say, a psychological engineering or should I say social engineering that the people or the, the leaders in that region needed to do to put their people in a mindset for greatness. Let me put it like that. Because, for example, China, Chinese people tell their people that they are, the, they, are the, they are supposed to be the greatest in the world. 
So they have they had that ideology, and I think they are even perpetrating it up until now. We see that with the Belt Belt and Silk Road Initiative. They are just like they are born to conquer the world, right? We see America go with the MAGA, like they make America great again, like they are the greatest. Um, I don't want to call America a tribe, but if they can align along an, a particular interest, sometimes it also um, be- agrees to a certain concept of tribalism. That yes, so sometimes it's like sometimes I used to. I used to, before a lot of things happened recently with all of this tribal conversation, I usually used to think, yeah, maybe maybe they need to put themselves in a mentality that, in a mentality for success, because when they tell themselves that they are better, it might not mean that they are saying that other people are worse off. But now it's now left for the other people to now interpret it, right? You can't now, you know, police how the other people decide to interpret that. Um, I just wanted to bring it down to specific because this has been one of the biggest things. Many people say that the Northerners feel like they are the ones that should rule and the Nord- Northerners or like in the North, even it's a, if it's very, very diverse, I think a lot of people look at it from a very um, monolithic or from a very homogeneous lens when they look at the North. So let's just say, okay, maybe people look at the Northern Nigeria like it's one tribe, right? So if it's like that and then they say, okay, this particular tribe feel like they're superior, because they, they, they have that kind of thought or, or that kind of thinking process. We saw it play out. We saw that many people were saying that people from the Southwest are just like pandering to the Northerners so that they will get selected or elected into pos- political positions. And we saw other people from maybe the Southeast thinking that they have just been relegated to the background. And there was this power tussle, right? There was, there was, there was full blown tribalism during this um, last presidential election. So what's your thought about a tribe, you know, positioning themselves to to act like them to to narrate themselves like they are strong <laughs> because for me i did not see it from that lens before and i've not really but there's just been so much information that i'm trying to balance out maybe i guess with this conversation too if anybody can follow my thoughts <laughs> or my what you i'm know, trying to say uh, yeah i get you i get you yeah but i think we should also mm-hmm. find a way to delineate this properly tribalism is different from nationalism right um, of course, there are some elements of tribalism in nationalism, right? But the idea of nationalism particularly needs some kind of input, you know, more or less like when I said earlier, there is this thing about tribalism where there's this natural inclination, right? And it has to do with the concept of change as well. Change is not a very comfortable thing for people to do. What they want to do is the things I'm used to. That's why you see a Yoruba man in their abroad who's probably shouting everywhere, not shouting, shouting like, oh, who's talking everywhere like, I would like to get Amala. I would like to be- get Begiri. There is this thing about the fact that that was how it was brought up, right? Get Begiri and Amala when he wants it. But the fact that he can't get it in the UK easily, let's assume, without considering that that's the case, makes him feel like, oh, I have this sense of nostalgia. I wish I could be in my home country right now where I can easily go to one person to go and buy a mala. You understand? But the point is, when it comes to nationalism, there is a conscious and deliberate effort, right, to do it. It's not necessarily what you've been doing before. China was poor at some point. But there was this social engineering, like you admitted earlier, that was done to make that happen. But in under tribalism, eh? The idea of tribalism is more or less like it is a natural inclination. That was what you grew up knowing. 
right? And you think it is superior to any other thing. So you are trying as much as possible to preserve that heritage and to promote it as due anywhere you go to. That's why you see a lot of people, they will say they want to do uh, uh, events here in Nigeria. They might be singing any kind of song, but they will still wear their native attire. Indigenous to their people, right? So I believe we should not mix it up. They are very close, but I believe there is an uh, iota of how it is being promoted. Tribalism is something that is innate with you. Nationalism is something that you manifest after having gone through a system or process of immersion, right? And I think um, that would help the conversation. Do it to me. Yeah. Um, so I, I just feel, you know, speaking about, um, tribal, uh, tribal supremacy again, because I feel like in the con in the Nigerian context, that's actually the problem. Right. Um, I feel like, you know, just like what we've seen play out in this last election, it has been something that has been there. But like I said, in one of our previous conversations, um, you know, me personally, I grew up in the era where majority of these things like you know um you know putting out comments about the other tribe were more like a joke rather than you know um real um real real statements of hate because what we've seen right now is not just um what we've seen right now is people trying to I don't even know because like when you look at what's out there the kind of information that's out there on social media every tribe is claiming to be the greatest tribe and the others are just, you know, trying to use whatever bad thing that they can find that one particular individual, you know, did to paint a whole tribe as bad. Right. And this is our problem. This is like, this is, this has, has been the problem of Nigeria for a very long time where, whereby we can't separate the individual from their, from their, um, from the, from things that's, you know, um, things like where they come from, like their tribe and everything. Why we can't do that is, I think it's because there's like, we you know, bringing it back to some of the reasons why we are having this um, tribalism, like uh, being on the excess in Nigeria. I feel like because of our, the, 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 the poor justice system in Nigeria is very easy to just blame someone. So like, let's say you go to the market that is dominated by a particular tribe and then something happens to you there. And because, you know, something negative happens to you there and because you can't get justice, you can't call the police and, you know, get these people arrested or if the process is too cumbersome or the, the, there's just so much corruption in the system that even when you call for um, um, law enforcement, they're going to rip you off and everything. Yeah, you sometimes you just leave it and you just take it and when you go back home you tell it narrates your family and depending on the, the majority of the people in that particular um um, um surrounding they just say oh leave them that's how they behave so these things are are, are are things that have compiled over the years over and over and over and over again and it's really affecting us now because like i said in my own generation i expected it to be much different because you know most of those things we used to say were just like jokes like not really like you know uh, why, why did you expect that it to be different though was it because of technology because the the only thing that changed was technology did you expect that no no not not like it was only technology that changed but there's a, there's been a lot of conversations that would just make me think oh my god a lot of things did not change it just felt like it did but we just had technology we had industrial revolutions 
Or yeah. why did you think it would be different though? That's that's my question with you and your So I, I me I felt I felt like it'd be different because first off, right, where we are I'm not part of that war. I'm not part of that struggle. I was I wasn't born, you know, I'm a young person, right? So I feel like, you know, my fellow, you know, young people, we're not part of those struggles, we're not part of those tribal struggles, you know. Maybe I'm I'm speaking from a a place of privilege right and i say this like you know with all you know humility because i grew up in lagos right and i know that they have still been tribal conflicts across different regions in nigeria but growing up in lagos i grew up in a community whereby your next door neighbor was Igbo, calabar hausa you know fulani and we all live together peacefully i know they have been a little there have been some tribal conflicts in lagos but it's not excessive where you know oh i'm an Igbo man i have to hide under my desk because they are going from gate to gate or I'm, I'm, I'm house so they are really victimizing me. I know there's, there have been some things, but even those things that happened, happened when I was much younger, right? So I feel, I just felt like, you know, when you grow up with that kind of mindset and then you now grow up to this stage, you now start seeing some kind of things and you don't expect those things to be in our generation. Secondly, people have intermarried. I think a lot of people don't get it. Maybe people who live in the villages or people who live in other um, places that are not so developed in Nigeria don't get that. People have intermarried beyond all of this nonsense, like, you know, um, tribal supremacy and tribalism that goes on. Like, I'm a product of people from two different regions of the country. You know, my mom is from one place and my father is from another side of the country. So people have intermarried. So I, I just didn't expect that we'll still be here right now. But it's unfortunate that we are still where we are. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah, my because answer. The thing is why, you know, yeah, you made a lot of sense because to be honest, the if we we just want to go bear with what have happened in our country what has really happened in our country there has been a civil war right and that has just been something that the country has not sat down to really address right so yes we were not born then but I, a lot of people that lived during that period are still alive because it's not that long ago if you really think about it it's not that long there are people that lived even during the time of the second world war they are still alive so it's not exactly that so yes yeah i still get your point though you you make a lot of sense because what made me say that was that I was thinking about what fuels um, this tribalism, especially today. And the internet seems to be culpable. The internet that you think, yes, there's information, there's free flow of information. You need to, you just like, you're in this borderless world and you just get all of this information. So it, it equips you, right, to, to be around different people, to understand the way people think. But with the internet comes polarization. It comes you listen to one kind of information and the same type of information floods your page. So it means that you kind of get to feed your own biases. So like it's just confirmation bias on and on and on. So what you think about a certain type of people, if it's hatred and you go on a thread of hatred, then you just keep on seeing hate speech, hate speech, hate speech. But when it's when it's like you're thinking good things regarding this, then it's just a whole a flood of that kind of information to you, right? So sometimes I feel like, yes, the internet or the technology or all of the channels that we have to help us be better people have helped us to be better people but it could also be the same thing that's the poison that's foiling all of these all of these things because it could be a rabbit hole out there so that's that, that's just why i i thought about that i i needed to 
Me, I think it's from the family. It's from the home. Like, if you look at these things, most of these things that we are facing right now is inherited hatred, whether we like it or not. Me, I, I like, you know, um, so I thought about this thing carefully, right? And I said, you know what? Um, if we, we have been relating with ourselves, like we younger people, right? You know, we've been relating ourselves. We've gone to school with each other. And there's no, if there were cases, like there were really massive cases of tribalism. And I say this with all due respect to regions that have been afflicted by tribal conflict, right? I understand that they might feel a certain way. But for some of us, right? I don't know what percentage of us, you know, I don't know if we're in the majority or if we're in the minority. But I do know that um, for some of us, we... we they, it's seen tribal hate is kind of like very it's very absurd to us right and most of these things come from the homes their parents are telling them stuff right there are things that my parents might tell me that you know i but i've just learned to grow out of that phase right i've learned to go like my mother faced a lot of tribal like was caught up in tribal conflicts you know when she was much younger and all those stories have been repeated to me you know a, a lot of times but i have just grown up to say man i'm not going to inherit anybody's hate what has happened has happened right so i i, I feel like you know most of these things are just inherited hate um, from from imagine a 21 year old boy telling you about a war that happened in this thing i know with all due respect i know that there needs to be justice and some people we need to heal and everything but then it's it's been blown out of proportion come on we went to school together we did homework together we copied each other's assignments we went to school we we did a lot of fun stuff together so why is it that when it's time for politics or when it's time to you know look for how we can all you know have a better life as nigerians we'll not we'll not start going back to this archaic you know obsolete uh, primitive uh primordial sentiments doesn't make you know any sense and the major issue is people need until I, I this is my own issue right or my own solution i think like until nigerians are said that no tribe is better than the other tribe we're not going to move further if you're looking for a very bad nasty yoruba man you will find them if you're looking for a very great kind-hearted well-to-do um, um um decent yoruba man you'll find them and it's, it goes across all the tribes it goes across all the tribes and all of them all have their own unique behaviors that you know that you might want to chastise or their 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 ways of life that you might want to chastise but what i cannot cope with or what i don't do so well with is that that tribal supremacy when people are blind to the to the things that they are doing to themselves right to their own people yes is there are there still you know some sort of tribal tussles where people are doing bad things to other tribes yes they are but it seems to be that in nigeria everybody's blind to what their own tribes people are like their own um, tribesmen are doing to themselves they don't worry about it but they want to always push that blame to somebody else and as i said before that may just be as as a result of the lack of the the, the justice system that is not working in nigeria you understand so it is it's it's just a whole you know uh, big issue that is just twisted in and out you know but um yes yeah, so i'm sure no. you have like stuff to say and uh, if uh, let me also add this so you also um say say more do you do you mind roping in classism there because i want to sometimes it's it's um it's yes it's tribalism and it's tribal supremacy but then we now see people that all of these people that have the money they don't care they marry around they marry each other they don't mind as long as their wealth stays in their in their ranks so 
yeah, just give us your own take generally. You don't, yeah, we could come back to this. Like, I see, um, like I said, I believe tribalism is a matter of, uh, uh, not a matter that we can trace to natural inclination for a lot of people. Right, it's something that they just naturally tend to pander towards. And then I also would like to quickly establish this. If you want to think tribalism in Nigeria, right, think the old structure, like do what we said earlier, rule of law, administration of justice, fairness and equity, within the context of Nigeria, you understand it. Think also resource allocation, Think also um, poverty level. Think also access to means of livelihood for a lot of people. Think also human dignity. You know why all of these things are important? I usually like to think um, in a way, uh, I, was, I don't want to say analytical, but it's analytical. And why do I do this? I do it all the time because it makes my life easier. Why do people need to pander towards their tribe as opposed to forming a sense of nationhood and pursuing a national goal? It is simple. There were injustices that were not properly treated. People passed the grievances down to their offspring. Their offspring regurgitated. Why don't they do these things in places like Wafemi Awolowo University where they will put eight of them in the same room? Why don't they do it? Have you... Have you thought about that? Why don't they do manifest tribalism in places like campuses where they are all stuck in a room? Because at that level, right? Because at that level, very importantly, I'm emphasizing. Oh, okay. Apologies. Apologies. I think I was off for a moment there. The reason why people don't manifest this at that level is simple. There are rules and there are punishment for anybody who does anything in this line, even religious bigotry, right? If you manifest it, you get expelled. So when there are punishment for actions, people tone down all of these issues, all of these anomalies. So let me give you an example that I wanted to give earlier. So I was thinking about it and I felt, okay, let me relate this to a pride. You know what a pride is, right? Uh, which is more or less the aggregation of lions, yeah? Now, look at and lionesses. Look at it in the sense of a pride. Why do they fight in a pride? You know, a pride is like a tribe, right? Why do they fight in that tribe? Then you would think of, oh, why might, might they have issues, maybe danger, uh, sense of insecurity? Yeah? Maybe you are looking at somebody is trying to incurse on your territory, right? Meanwhile, you ordinarily do not have access to their own territory. Federalism. Think of federalism. Maybe you want to talk about mating rights. That is right to resources. So some further good is for some people. Um, Ninja Delta uh, oil is for all of us. You know, people used to cite all of these things. And they are very important things. If it is a mineral resources, right, in any form, if it's going to belong to the federal government, it should, as a matter of fact, belong to federal government. And the administration of the proceeds, the form should go to everyone. So now, do lions succeed more when they hunt in their pride or compared to when they hunt individually? 
they succeed more when they hunt in their pride than when they hunt individually. So it practically speaks to the idea behind why Nigeria is not growing, tribalism in this case. But it is not negative. It is just what people will resort to. Nothing nature abhors a vacuum. Nothing exists in a silo, like I've always said. And like I also say, when tribalism is beyond nationalism, can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Right? I'm not standing like a pastor now. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We will we, we, we take everything. <laughs> so, basically, so, when tribalism in a place now is more prominent than nationalism, what you find is a suboptimal state for the whole territory. You know what I mean by suboptimal? They are not achieving the optimal level of output, in this case, to be like GDP, productivity. Mention it. We are not going to achieve those with tribalism because we are not existing as a tribe. We are supposed to be existing as a nation. So how do we address it? I believe that's actually the case because I heard Timmy speaking earlier and I heard him speaking about ideas around tribalism, how or it has been passed down generation. Some people think they are uh, they are the descendant of the people of Judah. Some people think they are the descendant <laughs> of the people in, uh, uh, in in Jeddah. Some people think they are the descendant of somebody who came to the Shen and landed in Ileife. None of you is wrong. But the reason why that becomes a thing is because you cannot find a sense of oneness. Justice the administration of it is lopsided. Uh, fairness, you really find that. And then it will now take us to where Alisa was pointing to earlier. Classism. That is the only strata that exists. Oh, they have and they have, have not. But when the haves want to divide the have not for a particular gain, then they run back to the tribal inclination, which is the only thing that people can hold on to when there is no sense of oneness at the center. So classism exists because the system is not working, and then the people who have found themselves above the ladder are now looking for a way to completely break the ladder because if we join them at that level, yeah, where they are, the tribalism will also manifest itself at that level because it will not be enough for everybody to share because it's not a productive venture that is generating all of this. So literally, I'm just looking at it from the angle of saying scarcity. And we are not doing things to make things up. Uh, we are not making effort to make things available in abundance. So literally, the few that are available, some people are holding on to them, right? So what they now do is those of us who do not have access to those things, we are naturally divided along our ethnic line because we want to cater to the people that are closest to us. If you look at tribe, the definition of tribe, you will see something about the fact that a family could as well be a tribe. So it literally makes the case that you want to cater to your family with the little you have. You don't want to share with anybody, which is why we are all divided along that tribal line. But by the time everything is properly appropriated, then you can see a sense of nationhood and the conversations around tribe will now be minimal. That is why when Nigerians meet abroad, their ethnicity or tribe does not matter. What then matters at that point is they have this sense of nationhood. They are saying, well, we want to come and rebuild our country. I don't know, maybe this makes sense to you. Because the basic things they need to have access to water, light, living wage, access to some level of human dignity is there so they can think straight. 
and that's what I think is manifesting. Tribalism is not wrong. Yeah, so 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 yeah, this thing before you before you actually pass on it real fast, it's like you you've been mentioning tribalism and nationalism, and I think you've been doing um, comparison and it makes sense and it's making me think about should I say more homogeneous countries, right? So would you now say that tribalism and nationalism don't have conflicts? there so maybe like tribalism and nationality or nationalism is is on par and that's why they they function more or they, they function better because there's no way tribalism w- I, think, mm-hmm. I, I think what we need to also note there are no homogeneous societies it doesn't yeah, exist. but there are more it's there are countries that are a little bit less diverse than other countries right yeah for instance, somebody was telling me about Norway. Norway has about nine tribes. And they are just about nine, uh, four million or five million people, yeah? They have about nine tribes, but over time, they've reached a position where they speak a similar language, right? Which is now the concept of evolution of tribe and nations. You are saying, okay, you, you see the way we speak pidgin these days, right? If pidgin had not been a of English and our local languages here, right? If we are related with each other without English and we have arrived at a language, do you know in 100 years' time we could reach a stage whereby that new variant of language that we have arrived at, right, maybe the eighteen and nobody, most people may not be able to connect to the original language. I don't know, maybe you get this thing. No nation is homogeneous. People just evolve over time. Some people will tell you, the history of mankind, we started from the Garden of Eden, okay, this, that, 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 even though some things will not make it look illogical at some point, but the point is if you put your mind to it, if you put your mind to it, you will see that people evolved over time. Oneness, and then you will hear the story of the Tower of Babel, Babel yeah? where people were doing things in collaboration and then their languages just changed and then they now had to start having confusion. So practically, People evolve. That's what I'm saying. So if you see nations that seem homogeneous today, prove them very well. Some people make made deliberate efforts to ensure that homogeneity, that seeming homogeneity is achieved. So that's why we are talking about nationhood. Nationhood means we are striving towards a level of homogeneity, whereby people will cross-marry, do a lot of things. How do, where do you want to classify Somebody whose father and mother, right? A woman whose father and mother is, they are Igbo and Hausa. That woman now got married to a Yoruba man whose own mother or father is a product of Igbo and Yoruba. I don't know, maybe you get me. And then at the end of the day, they gave birth to a child, right? Who is, uh, that woman's father is Hausa and Yoruba. They now give birth to a child who is being taught Hausa, whose mother also knows Igbo and whose father is Yoruba. I don't know, maybe this makes so, sense. Yeah, so like, I think that, you know, ju- just to just emphasize on this point that you're actually making, I think like one of the reasons why we have this problem is because many people don't understand their history. I can tell you that for a fact, before we, you know, we, we like, you know, where we became a little bit developed, there were lots of tribes fighting amongst themselves and they were capturing slaves amongst different regions and they were after a while those people would become 
part of part and parcel of those tribes. Tribes are so mixed in 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 Nigeria that we some of what some of the people that okay you feel that maybe you are Igbo and you are abusing this particular person you don't even know like if you even check your family tree like if you check your 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 family history if if you are from a family that was kind enough to document some of these things from you you know for you you would find out that many of you are not even from the tribes that you say you are your parents migrated you know and they, they, they migrated a long time ago and you are from you are even from similar source let's even get back into religion and sometimes i ask myself again why are we such a religious country and we do not understand the basics of religion you know because if it shows that we are from we are all from the same source I think ma- majority of the religions in Nigeria agree that it was one person that created the whole earth, you know? And hmm, preach, oh, everybody's preaching today. Yeah, no, because preach, we, we preach, have to take it continue. from different angles. You see this tribalism thing, eh? I think yeah, we're going to have yeah, about six yeah, episodes. It's broad. <laughs> we're going to have about <laughs> six episodes because we can't just discuss everything today. And me, I will bring it down to the normal Nigerian level that it does and prove to people that it doesn't make any sense. If we all accept, if you are even a Christian, I've even left the tribal, no, I, I can just beg everybody that is listening, go and check your, your family tree. A lot of you have that that's Igbo that you despise so much that Yoruba that Hausa that you despise so much a lot of you have those blood in you for in one way or the other but you just don't know right now let me even go back to religion I was talking about we are all from the same source everybody agrees whether you are you are in Nigeria apart from those that are atheists you have majority of Christians Muslims and traditional worshippers if you study their all of them they all prove that there's only one supreme god and we are all from the same source right and when you look at even the let's even enter the Christian story we're all working on the same projects before God scattered everything and, and put us down into different languages and everything right according to the Bible the sign sure if I'm correct though because I might be rusty on my uh, uh, my Christian studies now but then uh, yeah <laughs> am I right before I go and you say what <laughs> my, I, I I actually don't I, I don't mark uh, Bible studies so <laughs> You can go ahead. If you are wrong, at least not agree to follow. All of you are trying to <laughs> preach for us, but it's okay. You're you're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Go on, go on. So, go so, on. so it's it's a very simple thing. We are all from the same source. So if we're all from the same source, why are we hating ourselves? Why are we? It's just if you even check most of the people that will not even say, oh yeah, because there's a there's a there's a there's a um is it an interlink or there's this link between a little bit of tribe and religion in Nigeria. So yes, we have not, we're not going into religion today, but there's still a little bit of like a little link between all of these things and all of these tribes, all of these things, they all have similar ways of thinking. They all, it's all similar, right? So I don't know why we are really, you know, we, we really practice tribal yeah, supremacy. Okay, see, let, yeah. me, let me, let me bring some specifics from our, 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 our from our country. Uh, uh-huh. You want to add something? Alisa. Yes. You know, you know one very important thing that we uh-huh. need to note: eh? human being in any society, right, have some natural inclination. I will insist, and you know when that natural inclination, right, becomes a thing, uh-huh. is when they find it. Uh, natural inclination becomes a thing is when they find any other form of inclination have to come back. 
be let's say unnatural yeah let's say in, the, in an instance whereby it is now more um, organic as opposed to being pure mechanic you know there's this thing eh? people have solidarity there will be solidarity solidarity is never is 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 an ever existing concept in the theory and in the evolution of mankind but now when people pander towards things like mechanical kind of solidarity, mechanical kind of solidarity in the sense of, oh, you are only in solidarity with people because they share common things with you, our language. Oh, we are from Abelkuta together. We are from Ijesha together. We are from Ikiti together. We are Yoruba-speaking people together. When you have solidarity with people because of that, that is very mechanical. And it happens in a situation whereby there are some impediments that are not allowing you to evolve from that state. That's where tribalism comes in. When you now manifest this tribal tribalism to, to the point of uh, what we call um, jingoism, a lot of people use jingoism, a lot of people tell you chauvinism, a lot of chauvinism in the sense of C-H-A-U-V-I-N-I-S. I'm saying that because I don't, I'm not sure I pronounce it where my Yoruba is coming out. <laughs> and then there's also the part of bigotry. When people so, wait, 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 wait. So what does that mean? Is that tribal in a sense? Your Yoruba is coming out. It's a good tribal. My Yoruba is coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My Yoruba is coming out is seeming more to me like a way of saying, yeah, I am a Yoruba person and I like All right. it. You nice, it's great. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily mean you being a wonderful man from where you're from. Yeah, that wonderful tribe that you're from is wrong. But in the case where I now say I'm a Yoruba person and no person of Igala descent can speak better listen than me, then it's going to be like, why are you saying that? Is it necessary? And that is why the concept of living together should be taught. And before I land, we need to attain a level of organic solidarity in Nigeria then you will see that tribalism will disappear. You know why? Because at the point of organic solidarity, I don't know, maybe uh, Duo was on this pace, we were having a conversation, and somebody was saying, oh, can we start supporting people at home, put money in their business? And I think it was uh, Douglas or Desmond, or what's his name? Dougie, what's his name again? Desmond, yeah? That was saying, we have been doing that before. It has not been generated. You know the way it talks very loud. And I'm like, Okay, these guys are talking about organic solidarity, but that is not the way to go. You can't tokenize it. Organic solidarity is something that you just create an environment for it to flourish. Also, do what to me. If I am from um, uh, Meduguri and you are a shoe um, designer in Lagos, and I have to send you leather, right, from Meduguri to make your leather, right, that's commerce between us, that trade between us can actually evolve to a point of organic solidarity whereby we now see a sense of nationhood. We know that these people will provide the letter, this people will convert it. All of it, we are all working towards providing jobs within our economy. That's a level of organic solidarity and thus we have not attained why we're still battling with power. We're still battling with road. Traveling between one part of Nigeria to the other is very costly. Moving goods between one part of the country to the other is very costly. All of these things are the problem. Which we, these things now we trickle down to poverty. So people will now say, okay, what are you for? Let me use it to cater to my tribe. That person who is sending leather from Medugovi will now be looking for a way to even maybe make his leather, eh? convert his leather to Komo so that his family can feed on it. 
I don't know. This is actually being simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, making a simplistic uh, analysis of it, but that's the way it works. But we are still at that level of mechanical solidarity. If they tell you, "Who are you thinking about now?" You will say, "My tribe." Why? Because you can't see a situation whereby you can help the whole nation. Why? Because there is no room to reasonably do that within the current arrangement. So tribalism is just that mechanical state of solidarity. And until we evolve from that to so an organic state of solidarity, which is an higher level, right, things are not going to work. So we need conscious effort, deliberate effort to make this move and make this yeah, happen. So, so would you say now a conscious effort is going to be, okay, let me, let me give this example, right? Currently, they just wrote the joint admission and the jam a matriculation board exam where people from secondary school would go to university, right? And it's been trending somewhat online that um, if you go to comment session of what people are saying, many people are trying to ask for what the cut of mark is to get into university is. And many people have been trying to um, throw this job out there to maybe northerners and they are like, oh, I'm sure maybe in the north it's like 90, in the north maybe it's like 140, when in the south or in southwest is going to be like 200 or something like that. So what they're trying to say in essence is if you follow the Nigerian context or the Nigerian university system, you might be able to share more light on that, but it's it's in, it's structured in such a way that maybe there are some institutions or there are some indigents from some particular state that might that might be provided with lower cut of mark to enable them get into school as compared to other people, or they are maybe giving priority entrance to other people, and maybe many people are seeing that as some form of injustice or some form of unfair treatment, but maybe the government is seeing it as a political solution to solving some sort of problems that they have in that community by prioritizing members of some of some, you know, some groups that they find to be a little bit lacking. Uh, so to say, in education, what do you have to say about that? It's been online for a few days, you know, this whole jam saga. Shame on me, you follow up because people are saying they look for controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need to, we need to share more, like, because it's really something that people have been complaining about, you know, people have been saying that many other people um, get lower, you know, get to enter university with lower cut of marks as compared to other people. I- I, I do not believe um, uh, anyone who wants to do equity, who wants, who comes to seek equity, right, should come without doing equity. The concept of uh, equity is something we have discussed ex- extensively over time. At times, it seems like we are confusing ourselves. But when you say people should come into the pool on the basis of an education-less developed state, it presupposes right, that the development of education in those states are not being properly attended to. I don't know, maybe you get me. Because human being everywhere in the world, when they are put through some system, a properly designed system, right, you can reasonably estimate the range within which they will fall in terms of the output they are able to bring out or how they eventually turn out after the process. I don't know, maybe this makes sense to you. Yeah. If people are, are having to enter the university, right, on the basis of education less developed state, then it practically just speaks to the fact that maybe such states should not exist. 
maybe there should be some match with states that actually are able to properly fund education because the education of our people is very important. Let me give you an instance. When Obafemi was financing education in the Western region, right, a lot of other regions took on that to promote their own. So if there was indeed, right, a spread such as that at that point in time, why are we still talking about education-less developed states today? It shows issues around governance, right? And, go, and you know, you take somebody into the university when they are not deserving on their, of their slot, right? Right? You've made them to be undeserving of, of their slot. Now you push them into the system. You are covering up your own inadequacies. And then you are not going to be traumatizing. Is that a word? No. You are going to be putting the system, stressing the system to actually cater to these people. For instance, you are in a law class. You can't actually speak English. Right? And the, the, the language of instruction in that class is English. How do you cope? You have to go through a lot more rigor to cope. Now, the point is, who is being shortchanged in this whole system? The people who are deserving and they are not getting their slot are being shortchanged. The people who you are pushing through this system without enabling them at initial, from the beginning, of to their primary education, to their secondary education, trying to get them into the system, if it has to do with you supplying them meal to keep them in school, ensuring everything possible so that they won't be distracted and they can get the fundamentals right. You are shortening them by putting them through a system where they cannot easily flourish because you have not done the right two things while they were in their formative years. I don't know, maybe this makes sense to you. But the point is, education less developed state, it is not the fashionable thing that Nigerian politicians think it is. It is indeed an indictment on them. And see, I won't blame anybody who came into school through ELDS. I will blame the people who are allowed an education-less developed state to exist. I, I don't know, maybe this yeah, makes sense it makes to sense. Because the people, now, that would take, I, the people that take the blame is usually the people, right? Not exactly the politicians or the people that shortchange them from the beginning, that did not put them imagine. through proper elementary education so that they'll be able to compete with every mm. other person in every other state, right? And now you bring them to this level that they're about to go to tertiary institution only for it to feel like you're doing them a favor or something like that. So, yeah. yes. These are the basic essentials that every Nigerian, as a matter of fact, should have access to. And you must not underfund it. You know why? Even if you are funding it before, you must not also defund it. Because the point is, when you fail to educate people at that level, right, you are creating an environment where, you know, like we have always said, nature abhors vacuum, yeah? Someone else, some other set of people, we give them the education the education that we give them might not turn them to ISWAP terrorists. It might turn them to unknown government. It might turn them to agitators all across the country who doesn't even know what they're agitating for. This is not a slight on the people who are agitating. A lot of people know what they're agitating for. But the point is, if you fail to educate your people, right, the alternative cost you will incur for that is quite too high. You understand? So provide those basics. Let it be quality, qualitative and quantitative, intensive, so that when they want to aspire towards university, the concept of education-led developed state, which is a form of stigma, will not even exist. But a lot of people think it is equity, equitable. 
No, it is not equitable. It is indeed not equitable because equity in the real sense does not promote mediocrity. Equity in the real sense ensures the actualization of the objective of optimality. Optimality in the sense of making the best use of what is available. That's what equity does. Access is the equity. The consequences is not the equity. I don't know, maybe access, you get me. Access. Please, someone should say, write it anywhere if you're if you're holding a book. You see, I've been preaching this word, eh, access, access, everywhere that I can, because that's just the that's that's the key word, honestly, for whatever time we're living in now. That's just the basis, honestly. But I, I wanted to pose another specific situation and I want Timmy to you like to, to share his own thoughts on that. Um, you know, there has been this conversation around zoning to tribes or should i say region zoning the presidency to tribes and region do you think um i wanted to let me uh, let me still use it let me still use the word do you think it's equitable for nigeria to think about zoning um what do you what's your thoughts you know zoning across tribes because that's what this election the one that we just had kind of seemed like it felt like they needed to zone to make sure presidency reaches different tribes at different times for it to seem like everybody's treated fairly in the country. Yeah. So uh, for me, you know, I think that that would be a good idea, honestly, because anything to just uh, ideally, I don't really believe in zoning. Right. I believe that the best person can come, the best um, uh, person can come from one part of the country and the next best person after one tenure has ended can come from that same part of the country. So if we're, if we're actually a country that can actually defeat tribalism, I feel like, I don't really feel like, you know, I, I'm, I will be down with the zoning idea. But since we are still stuck here, I feel like it's just better for us to just get it done with. Like, um, currently people argue with you that, you know, no, no, Igbo man has actually led this country, even though a lot of Igbo people have been close to um, the number one seats. You know, we've had them as um, as as, as um, leaders of the National Assembly and so on and so forth. But no Igbo man, you know, since democracy has actually been like president or vice president. So I feel like just for just for just to just get it done with because it's not going to solve the Nigerian problem. If you like put an Igbo man there, put it's not good. That's not what's going to solve the Nigerian problem. What will solve the Nigerian problem is putting someone there that has good character, someone that has that integrity, someone that has that vision, a visionary Nigerian leader that is absolutely free from corruption. But since this, like, like we saw in this last election, it was just all about trust. It was all about, oh, this is my man. I trust this person more. And that's why when you look at the vote count, you see that more people voted for each of these candidates from the region which they are originally from so i feel like you know to just get it done with we should just you know zone zone and there are even some other tribes that have never been like being close to the presidency seats i believe that when they are when we are even doing you know the way i might even think of this zoning thing might even be an like another it might even be a little bit extreme to the way people take it so let's just get it done with let everybody just have a chance to be at that number one seat maybe and i wish we could even do it in like a two-year thing like you go there you do yours for two years and you come down let another person do it like so we can just get done with that phase that because it's not going to solve the problem but some people would never agree some people will always feel aggrieved because my tribe has not like been there uh, my tribe has not been president and whatsoever and it speaks to this tribalism um, um stuff that we're talking about because if you look at 
majority of the people who have led this country like after democracy their people have always been disappointed with them you know after they come back right so you have people like obasa and joe and many people will tell you he didn't really it's not like his presidency really favored um the yorubas it's not like he did the he did the roads close to his place even though that should not be the work of the president because roads are meant to be done regardless but then it's not like um you know um what they call him good luck jonathan finished and he did something fantastic for his own people or it's not like um what they call this uh man who is just living now buhari you know really did something fantastic for his own tribe so at the end of the day most people are still very adamant when you're trying to preach to them that okay yeah we can actually lead we can actually um forget about tribalism and just vote in the most competent person but since there are still people who are adamant and still hold on to those you know primordial sentiment i think that zoning might just be able to help us solve this problem and while we're doing it let's focus on the tribes that have not led before so if there's, there's even a way that we can even have a southeast if if that's what we agree to do but there must be a consensus don't if you're going to be marketing a candidate to me and you actually feel aggrieved that your region has not been president before don't come and start marketing that person to me based on good governance because that person may not necessarily fit my own definition of what um, you know a, 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 a someone who is a, like a, a a visionary leader or the kind of leader that i want to lead me let's just under let it be a clear understanding that it's just going to this region because they've not had it before and then we can now be able to close our eyes to some things and just allow them to do it i know it won't solve the problem i know it won't solve the problem but it is what it is doesn't it speak to doesn't it speak to the tribal supremacy of the wazobia how did they do that hierarchy like um the um these people then that people they became the most powerful it was was maybe purely based on population and maybe their geographical location, the advantage that provides to them. However, you know how Nigeria is structured, it kind of just feels like a Wazobia nation. What happens to the other tribes, right? What happens to the multiple of tribes i wanted to start mentioning them but let me not go down that route because there are just that many so if you're trying to zone it now to the north and to the you know (laughs) if you try to zone it now here and there and you zone it then you're now like okay the tribes that are the most important have done what they have to do so now let's come down to serious business nigerians are going to be ready for that well i think that uh well, I think that I would just get get this stuff out of the way, but I don't I don't even know how we even came to that conclusion, like the Wazibia thing. I think, as you said, maybe as a result of population, or as a result of you know, um, you know, I don't know, but that's not like you know, that's I said. You see, these things are generational problems. It's not my problem in my own generation. It's unfortunate that these old guys have not like I don't really care where you're from or where where Sinusha is from. It's not my own problem. My my problems are not are different, but on unfortunately is entering into our generation so since they are still the old the old gags or the old guards rather are still the ones that are controlling the whole political landscape then let's just have it that way right and that's why i said when i was speaking earlier that we should give um, um a little bit of preference to all of those other you know marginalized the tribes within tribes those people who we don't we never get to hear their voice and they are a lot you know so those of them that really feel and it's not all of them some of them are actually comfortable with the country being led by whosoever but there are some tribes that are very very outspoken and they really want you know so those ones that are out there and you know let's just you know allow them to to maybe lead and maybe let's get that over you know Let's, I don't know if that will solve the problem, but at least we would, we would have been able to conquer that argument you get. So 
I think that's it. I think that's what I feel. Mm. Good point. Good point. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree to that. Zoning, I, I don't even agree with what I, I said, but it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, I can I can see we can see what is driving that. Obviously, we 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 know what what happens. Well, I don't necessarily agree with it, honestly, because it will never end. Or when when is it going to end? When is it going to end? When? Because many people thought every part of the north. Uh-huh. When Nigerians are ready to progress, we stop zoning. When see? when there's a deliberateness behind the concept of growth in Nigeria, yeah. We will stop zoning because EU would probably be able to governize the old resources we have towards prosperity, right? Might not come from the um, supposed next group of people that we need to zone to. And don't forget as well, though, in this zoning up and down, right? There are group of people, regions that are normally that are politically weak normally. Right? Not because of their own strength, but it, it is a game of number. Yeah? So in a place where they do not have the necessary number to cause any this thing, see, there's going to be a problem. And that's why I think the system of saying zoning is not even equitable. Right? That's why they will say, okay, it's this is the turn of the South. And then Southwest, Southeast cannot reasonably win. You get what I'm saying? Whereas South South has participated, Southwest has participated at the top level, but South does not. See, the point is, if we want to go, we know that this uh, concept of tribal loyalty that is um, that has led us to a state where we are now zoning across uh, regions where you can see um, the trib- tribal uh, setting. Like, for instance, if you look at the southeast, you see a predominant Igbo society. If you look at the southwest, you see a predominant Yoruba society. If you look at the south-south, south-south, those people are even more diverse, but they call themselves Niger Delta. So the basic thing is we are still at that level I was talking about earlier, that mechanical level, right, of um, solidarity, of um, social evolution. And until we leave that stage, right, perhaps if anyone is in office now, if that person decides to pursue the opening up of the Nigerian economy, the um, bridging of the infrastructure deficit, a proper administration of the, uh, of, the of the system of justice, promotes equitable access to means of livelihood for the people, Yeah then we can come back and have conversations around going towards organic level of collaboration or solidarity, which will now beg the question at that point in time. Nigerians, are you people enjoying the country now or you want your tribesmen to rule or govern? Nigerians would rather enjoy the country than have their tribesmen govern. The reason why they are clamoring for their tribesmen to represent them at that central level is because the thing is the one that would um, be answerable to them and would attend to their request. Until whenever we get that kind of leadership that attends to everyone equally, that's the equitable part, that ensures that justice and fairness becomes the order of the day. 
That's the next part. That also ensures that access, right, to the means of livelihood to things like essential services like education, amongst others, right, becomes a thing without necessarily a recourse to your status, financial status, then you might not be able to attain that level. And then if you don't attain that level, you will continue to maybe go around, around the idea of, maybe go around, around the idea of, oh, I said around, maybe go around <laughs> the idea of, your merry-go-rounding now. <laughs> yeah. merry-go-rounding, the merry-go-rounding. <laughs> the merry-go-round, pardon me. Yeah. So that's where I actually stand. And I think uh, that's the next level for us if we really want to try it. Ah, all right. Draw to me, please. I, uh, this, this topic can be pretty broad, right? This tribalism topic can be pretty broad because sometimes you can even get scientific with it. And then you can just look at the sociopolitical aspect, which we try to do. We're trying to also look at the scientific aspect because you sometimes have to understand where problems come from for you to be able to solve them, right? I was listening to someone I I, I, I think majority of you might know. His name is Jordan Peterson. And he, he talked about this and he was talking about it just with the American political space in mind but it was pretty relatable because he was just talking in should I say play terms so he was talking about the need to belong to a tribe like it's just natural you have to belong to a tribe it's okay don't look at the problems and say you are not going to belong to a tribe because it's not sustainable but there's an important thing or there's an important element there which is your individualism as an individual person you can still you belong to your tribe quite all right but then be that be an individual because you are necessary your individuality is necessary for the progressiveness of your tribe or anything so for example you belong to a tribe and they are trying to project an interest for on, on you a common interest which we see a lot of the time when it comes to a lot of secession, secessionist group that, that has been forming they tell you that all of them think a certain type of way they tell you there's a yoruba interest there's a Ariwa interest you know there's a Igbo interest or um should i what, what should i call it but you know what i'm saying right so they'll tell you this they are disinterest and you might end up forming a mob mentality along that line but it's of it's for your own interest that you are you are an individual if you are not that individual that can think for yourself and say yes this is how the group thinks but then there are other elements that might need for us to move forward or you know move in a certain type of direction then you might not even be that necessary person in your own tribe so it's very good for you to be in your tribe but also be an individual that would want to grow in capacity to be able to grow beyond it because there are many people that have thought about detribalization i think Dorothy me can even talk more of that like detaching yourself from a tribe but there are many people that will tell you this tribe even sinosha has hinted to it that it's something kind of like it's like you're, it's genetic almost. You know, there are some people that will tell you you can't hide away from me because you are not an island, right? So my own my own um look or outlook towards it is that is a very profound way to look at it. That yes, you can belong to your tribe, but you have to know when your tribe is not doing the right thing or when a projected interest is not 
for the benefit, in fact, of your tribe or for humanity, <laughs> because that's what we are what we're seeing, right? You need to be able to to tell, regardless of who is trying to commit whatever or who is trying to do anything. So that's that's what I would I would say to that. If um you have anything to add, and just go ahead. I think just rounding it up, right? I would say that you know. Personally, I consider myself as a detribalized Nigerian. I actually see no benefits of, you know, um, you know, um, you know, <laughs> tribalism, especially when you look at it, you know, in a Nigerian context. I, I think that a lot of people need to understand that your tribe is not more superior than the other tribe. You're not better than the other person. Yorubas are not better than the Igbos. Igbos are not better than the Hausas and everything. But people would never accept that, right? Even I don't even believe that the Blacks are better than the Whites because a whole lot of people tend to hold that um, 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 idea, uh, you know, up. And the reason why they, they are doing some of these things is because they've actually been maltreated by maybe the whites before and they now feel like oh yes you know some people actually see themselves as superior like inferior to white people right some blacks right and as a reverse to now play reverse um see reverse psychology or whatsoever you now start seeing people you know trying to say oh yeah the black people like doing everything to make people feel like oh blacks are better than than the whites you see i just feel like whatever supremacy whether it's black supremacy i'm not even down for black supremacy because a lot of people find find thing find white supremacy offensive but if you actually check they are black supremacists right so it's it actually makes no sense we are all equal how saibo yoruba you find the good people you find the great people there you find the terrible people and you know the only way to be detribalized is to actually hold a notion that you're not better than the next person and the way to also solve this problem is that stop affiliating when a criminal is a criminal don't affiliate his tribe or his um uh, his, his his tribal leaning or whatever where he's from to that crime don't affiliate any other thing just treat a criminal as a criminal when somebody does something good don't also like just we, we are one we are already a nation we already won nigeria so if it will have been a great thing it's not even a great in any way because when you start seeing people saying, oh, Ghanaians behave like this or South, Af uh, South Africans behave like this. And that's the notion that many of them hold, you know, you see this bias is just so crazy because South Africans, when they talk about Nigerians, they talk about Nigerians as one group of people. They don't say, oh, and the Southern part of Nigeria. No, they just say, oh, um, Nigerians, they behave this way or whatsoever because it's just the way like you guys talked about um, the social construct. It's just like a programming. It's just like the way we are just programmed to feel like, you know, yeah, these people are bad or that people are that. See, when I say some people have been trained in this particular way, I'll give you an, an instance. So somebody has an uncle that works in Lagos and he's in the village, in any village, right? And he has never been to Lagos before. That uncle has maybe any kind of experience and travels back to the village. Now, when he travels back to the village, he's telling, oh, Lagos is for the tough. It's, um, you know, the people are like this, the people are like that. That person has not even experienced Lagosians, but already has, or has not experienced Yoruba people, but already has that fixed mindset that this is how they are over there. So when you go with that mindset and from day one, even from when you even come down from your boss or you come down from your plane or whatsoever, you're already, you're already manifesting those things. And it's just, 
it's a whole big disaster. So I think that until the egos are dropped, until people say, yo, man, I am, you know, I love my tribe. You know, as Sinusha has tried, you know, tried to say like that, you know, that the, the core concept of, you know, supporting your tribe shouldn't be a bad thing. You know, it's, 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 it's cultural, right? So you have to celebrate where you're from and everything, but it should never come at the expense of talking down on someone else's tribe and say, oh, we are better than them. Like go on Twitter now, a whole lot of things. Like you see, oh, we had the, we were first wearing clothes before the, uh, before the houses or the houses were wearing clothes before us. Or like with the example that you gave where people are trying to say, oh, a, people from this part of the country are not so intelligent. When majority of our parents even schooled like in the North, <laughs> despite the fact that they were from other parts of the country and they school majority of them went to school in the North. So, well, it's a really big topic and I don't think that we can actually exhaust it in one, um, one episode. I think we've done a, a, yeah, a, a yeah. lot to at least incorporate the different aspect or the different, because like it's, it's a broad topic. Someone can go full scientific on it and someone can go full creative on it, full political, social, cultural, and all of that. I think we've done you know, a certain level of justice and equity and fairness to the topic. If you have any um, last or closing words regarding this topic, um, let us give us your your take. Let's let's round up. Sinusha, I think, can give us his last his closing remark. Yeah, thank you, Alisa. I would like to reiterate what I had said earlier. So I balance him. Is not the state we should be if we want prosperity. A tribalistic state is not the state we should be if we want prosperity. The um, coming together of different tribes, the coming together of different ethnic groups, um, and uh, the cross-fertilization of idea, um, the productivity that we, we get therefrom, all of these things are very important to forming the level of synergy that we need to progress as a people. So tribalism cannot take us there, like they used to say you get. So we need to resort, as a matter of fact, to processes, systems, arrangements that can help us get a sense of oneness, a goal at the center that we can all pursue as um, people of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and then, of course, make this whole place better. And a lot enough in um, resources uh, is available for us to use towards that, actualizing that goal. And that and that alone, I think, is a way for us to actually mitigate some of these current issues that we have. Uh, thank you. Okay, that's a good one. Good, good one. Uh, thank you very much for listening in. Um, we'll round up and we'll see you on our next episode. <laughs> <laughs>